Well, hello, everybody. It is July 10th, Sunday, July 10th. Uh, and I think it's the beginning of Open Championship Week, Stacey Ham. Uh, this is Rich it's Poland. The, oh, this is Stacey Ham. It is the beginning of Open Championship Week. Oh. And uh, I don't know about you, Rich, but I love those turn. I love the Scottish Open. I love the tournaments in Europe. I just love it. I don't know why. I was so happy. I, I woke up yesterday morning and watched the Scottish Open all morning yesterday and uh, woke up early this morning. I play tennis every Sunday, watched, left it on for my dog, came home, and, and I think uh, the leaders were on maybe the sixth or seventh hole and watched the rest of the morning. Uh, just just a great way to spend your Saturday or Sunday morning here on the West Coast. I watched a little bit of uh, Novak Djokovic winning his seventh Wimbledon title, uh, defeating uh, uh, Nick Kigrios from Australia, the bad boy of tennis. I, watched a little I really like that guy. Watched a little bit of that, but mostly watched uh, really a fantastic tournament from the Renaissance Club. I, you know, I heard some criticism of the course, but it was beautiful and it was tough. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it's a, the course is a course that's owned by Americans, and I guess they hired Tom Doak to go do some things to it. But it's owned by Americans. Some some Texans own it. Must be rich in oil. The other rich people with oil money. Are they the same Texans who now own Pumpkin Ridge? Because those are Texans yeah. now too. Oh, oh, I don't know the Escalante. Maybe. Wow. I, yeah. I, I I don't know, but uh, what a fantastic tournament and. You know, uh, we we only had a uh, we had we had a little mini episode last week uh, that I recorded on my way home from the live tournament. You were supposed to go with me on Saturday, but you had uh, work to do, and then you were playing in a golf tournament. So tell me how your golf tournament. You you played golf on Saturday, and then you were in a tournament. I think in Bend during the week, I, and I haven't yeah. asked you how you did. Well, I'll tell you, I played the Portland City Championship. You know, the first day I started off well and I did not play well. I ended it ended bad on the first day. Then the second day, you know, it's sort of what they regroup the group, right? They regroup it's just like a tournament. It's like a tournament. Yeah. So I was the second to the I was the second group off on the morning on the last day. So let me think about that. Yeah, that's not good, right, Rich? <laughs> I was now, not now, the penultimate group, that's for sure. <laughs> Stacy, now now, you know, we are both over the age of fifty. So was yeah. this an age group or was this an open tour? Was this like oh. was this like oh. Davis Love trying to compete on the PGA Tour? Or uh, he, no, this is uh, me trying. This is Stacy trying to compete with a bunch of fifty and sixty year olds who play golf every day, all day, and they're really good. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so it's the thing. So I, since I'm over fifty, I get to play in the seniors. But what I should do to be smart, I should play in the uh, under fifty because. I, my handicap's a lot higher than the most of the guys out there. They get more. I would get more strokes, and I have a chance of winning. Gotcha. But I played with a. I mean, I played with a guy who was an ex postal worker, seventy, and he probably shot. He shot almost shot seventy nine that day I played with, and he shot eighty. Wow. Yeah. So there were some really good players out there, but it was a good, good tournament. I love competing in these tournaments. I just like testing my game out against people that are good. And then I went over to Crosswater to play in the member guest, which I've been playing for. Uh, six seven years now and my partner is just turned 84 this year and he's a fantastic golfer but he just informed me this is going to be his last year because i don't know how many our listeners might know this course in central oregon but it is there are a lot of carries and it's a pretty tough course so cal and i decided we just we're just going to go on a golf trip instead of playing the tournament but oh, well, that's it was nice. really fun 
We came in third. We oh, came wow. in third. The good thing is the last, the second day, second to last day, we we played the the morning. We played the guys who were leading, and we beat the leader. And then the guys who eventually won the flight, we lost to them by one point. So wow. it was a pretty good. It was good. We were good. When we played the leader. So it was a fun tournament. What a what a what a nice week you had. Now you have to go back to work. What a you have nice to go, week. Of course, your work. You 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 said you're flying to Vegas tomorrow morning. I have a meeting in Vegas all week. My first meeting with Genentech since everything's been virtual. So I'm going my first meeting tomorrow tomorrow afternoon, and I'll be there Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday meeting, and Thursday, Friday I'm going to send my brother to Las Vegas, and I come home Saturday and Saturday night. All right. Well, maybe we'll catch maybe we'll catch the. Uh, final day of the open championship yet so is Gen yeah, and Tech maybe a, we'll try to do the podcast together yeah is gen and tech a uh, a coat and tie company or is it a casual company do you have to, do you have to oh, dress up boy. no it's very casual like every meeting i always wear slacks and a golf shirt or something but most guys show up in short uh, jeans and sneakers yeah very casual well that sounds which is good because it's a thousand degrees in las vegas right now 113 that sounds outstanding well what did we miss? So, so we didn't do a pod last week um, together. As I said, I, I, I did, if anyone is interested, I, I did a pod uh, on the live tournament because I did go to the live tournament in Portland on Friday and Saturday. So I, I it's interesting, Stacy. I, uh, I obviously did it by myself on the way home from the tournament. And uh, one, of my, one of my patients actually listened to the podcast. And he, oh, really? and he complimented me. He was an older gentleman, really nice man. Um, and he complimented me that he listens to a lot of golf podcasts and a lot of people talking about, about you know, the tournament and about live in general, which we do. But he said that, that that was the only kind of podcast he listened to where people talked about the fan experience. And as critical as you know, as I might be, I think I'm more critical than you about the, the, the whole concept of, of this rival tour. The fan experience was unparalleled. I, not even, I've never been to a golf tournament that was more fun to go to from a patron's perspective. Now, again, you know, I, I tried to be neutral. I wasn't rooting for anybody because, you know, I really don't like the fact that these players have gone for Saudi money. So I wasn't applauding good shots. I certainly wasn't booing bad shots. I didn't say anything negative to anybody. But you know, let's just say you're you're a, you know a neutral golf fan who just wants you know an experience. I mean, there is no place in the world where you're going to get closer to Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau and Sergio Garcia. Uh, and the players were were you know interacted with the fans. Greg Norman interacted with the fans. I saw videos of him throwing Heinekens off of off of a balcony somewhere. He was giving high fives and doing selfies as he walked along the ninth green on Saturday. I, uh, so it was really, if, if you weren't anti-live, I mean, it was probably, you know, a, an absolutely fantastic experience in day. That's interesting. So, you know, there, there's so much going on in the world of sports. You know, the Pac-12 is going to become the Pac-10. There's so many things. But when I'm at this tournament, Rich, it, it was Cal my friend Cal. So let, Give you some historical perspective. My friend Cal, Cal and Mayho, I met Cal and Mayho, his wife, uh, at in 2014 at Pumpkin Ridge. I was a member there, and I got paired with the two of them. It was uh, just the two. I got paired with them early in the morning because we always play early in the morning. We got paired with him, and I've been friends with him since 2014. So we've been friends for a long 2000, time. Like, 2004, probably because 2004. So I'm sorry, 2000, I'm sorry, 2004. We've been friends 
uh, 14 years, 18 years now. I've been friends with Cal for 18 years. And they are wonderful. So, they are wonderful people too. Uh, uh, Cal Tanabe is, is a retired neurosurgeon here in, in Portland. And it's, I think it's cool that you met him outside of work. And his wife yep. is one of the sweetest, nicest women you're ever going to want to meet. Yeah. Yeah. And so I met them and, you know, just listening on the range, listening to guys at this course, talk about live and talking to Cal about live Cal and his wife do not believe in the Saudi. They just think the Saudi money is not good. It's just, they're not good people. Morally is not good, but also if you if you're a member of a private club, if they want to build something, they always give the they charge the, the members. The members get have to pay a certain amount, they, whatever it is, it might be ten thousand, five five thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand. But live paid for everything at that course. They changed everything. So there's a construction company, uh, Rich, that Cal was telling about. Construction company, live called them up and said, hey, we want to hire you to do all the construction. And the company's like, no, we don't deal with you guys. And they're like, okay, well, wh- why don't we buy your company? So they end up buying the guy's company out. Wow. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? I heard they but did the same everything- thing. For, I heard they did the same thing for the parking lot, that there was a farmer who usually sold, you know, the, the, the land oh, for yeah. parking. And, and he said no. And they said, well, we'll just buy your farm. So what's the difference, Rich? What's the difference of selling out or taking their money and renting to them? Oh, I don't know very, the difference. Very, very Is little, there a difference? Very, very little difference. Yeah. So, but, but, you know, listen to people's perspectives. They do not like the Saudis. All the members, they're like a handful of members. Most of the members there are not appreciative of that tournament being there. They just don't like the idea of it there. So, but well, it's there like for another, said, Rich, it's the there fan for, experience. It's there for another two years. And as I said, from a fan perspective, you know, they capped the number of people at 8,000. And there were 8,000 people there Saturday probably 6,000 Thursday, 7,000 Friday. You could get anywhere you needed to go. There was, you know. Why do they cap the amount of people? I, I think what? they wanted to say it was a sellout. I, I, okay. I think they probably could have gotten a little bit more. I don't know that they could have gotten a lot more. They could have gotten more, more yeah. people in there. But, you know, it was easy to get in and out of. Uh, the food was fantastic. They didn't, you know, just get institutionalized crappy food. They got food carts. Uh, I, had, I had Koi Fusion uh, wow. chicken, chicken kimchi bowls both days, which were great. I mean, it was, yeah. they were fantastic and it was cheap. I mean, that's amazing. I you mean, it, but I like that idea, but I, 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 I talked to a couple of people and I like the, I know it's, I like the idea of there's been, there being a little competition. I like the idea of like livening up the game, the sport, because it's getting golf is kind of stale sometimes like the Barbersaw open. I bet not a lot of people watch Barbersaw open, right? No, maybe a lot of people didn't watch the Scottish Open because it's confusing of the times and Americans don't, you know, and, and, and even my friend Cal is a huge golfer. He golfs three, four times a week. He told me he can barely look at golf on television. And Rich and I are the opposite. We love watching golf on television. I think that's the average fan. They don't like watching a lot of golf on television. So maybe this live thing is going to liven it up a little bit with the 54 holes, the shotgun starts. I don't know. Uh, again, that's another thing from the, from the fans perspective, the shotgun start was confusing, but at the end of the day, you know, you could spend, you know, you didn't have to spend eight hours at a golf course to see everybody come through. You could spend four hours and see basically everybody come through, which, which I think there's, I think there's an advantage to it. Uh, I mean, I think they should do the Ryder cup. I think they should use both sides of the court. It would be easier for all the fans, right? Don't you think Rich? Maybe I, I don't know. You know, maybe on maybe on Saturday, but but there's only four games out at a time on 
on on Friday and Saturday. I mean, I said maybe on Sunday, um, so that everybody starts at, at one time. But well, maybe they use both sides of the course. They could send more. They could have more mat. They could have more games instead of the four. They typically maybe they could move it up to five yeah. or six. I yeah, don't know. They, they, yeah. they can't do more than six. But uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know, Stacey. Uh, it, it. The other thing I will say is it did seem more like an exhibition to me. Uh, you know, maybe it's the no cut. Maybe it's that everybody got paid. Maybe it's, you know, it's funny. You heard the quotes. So, uh, so I, I listened to a podcast, uh, from Steve Zabin, uh, out of DC and Milwaukee, and he's a big golf guy. I mean, he, he talks, you know, uh, about Washington DC sports and, and, and Wisconsin sports and national sports, but he does more golf than most general podcasts would do. And once a week, he has a guy on who I think used to be his producer, and they do a segment called FTG, which is F that guy. And they talk about somebody who pisses them off during the week. And Steve Zabin said at at the end of uh, his FTG this week was Taylor Gooch. And it was Taylor Gooch and and Patrick Reed could could be nominated as well. But Taylor Gooch basically said something along the lines of, well, I've never played in a Ryder Cup or a President's Cup, but this had the feeling to me, this must be what the Ryder Cup feels like. And, you know, 8,000 fans. 8,000 fans. And I, I, so I saw, I saw Taylor Gooch come around both on Friday and Saturday. On Friday, the first group I saw had Taylor Gooch and Bryson DeChambeau in it. And there were probably about 50, maybe even 75 people around that hole all to see Bryson DeChambeau because it was a shorter par four. And, and I, I, I thought maybe Bryson DeChambeau would try to fly, you know, over a bunch of, you know, hazards onto the green, which he didn't do. He laid up and actually got a bogey. Um, Why wouldn't he try to fly? He's getting paid for being there anyway. So it doesn't matter. I, I would think so too, but maybe he literally, you know, you know, was trying to win the tournament and that was the, he felt the yeah. best way to play the hole. But Taylor Gooch was, was there with him. I doubt there were more than, you know, five people on the 15th hole that day who knew who Taylor Gooch was. Uh, and, you know, that's not the Ryder Cup. The Ryder Cup, you know who everybody is. There are people yelling out names all the time. There's, there was not one ole, ole, ole when Sergio Garcia came through. Uh, there was no... You didn't give him the ole, ole, ole? I actually thought about giving Sergio Garcia an ole, ole, ole. But I was, I was making the effort to be absolutely neutral, like a reporter, even though, even though those bastards wouldn't give us press passes. I was, I was really making the effort to be absolutely neutral and be like a reporter. And uh, no, so I didn't do the ole, 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 but there were no ole, ole, ole's. There was, I think I said on, on the mini podcast, there were a lot of people following Phil. There were people following Bryson. There were some people following DJ. There were a few people following uh, Sergio, not a lot. And a few people following Abraham answer, not a lot. Uh, DJ was with the leaders, but other than that, you know, there was no there was no gallery following Patrick Reed. There was no gallery following Kevin Na. There was no gallery following Ian Poulter or Lee Westwood or Bern Wiesberger, even though these are Ryder Cup players. Yeah, uh, but half the Americans don't even know who the hell those guys are. Well, that's right. Nobody knows them. Yeah, uh, knows you know, they know them. Lee Westwood probably, but but and Ian Poulter. Anyway, uh, it was a great fan experience. If you're, if you're, you know, I, I would say the next one's in Bedminster at a Trump course. You know, I would say if you're, if you're neutral about it, go. You'll have a good time. Uh, 
I was hoping to get, you know, press passes or free tickets because I didn't want to give them any money. But when then, then, you know, I was thinking about it, Stacy. So let's say 8,000 people went, okay? And let's say 7,000 of them paid to get in. And the tickets were $70 for a ground pass for the day, but everybody got a 25% discount. So it's basically 50 bucks a day, right? So let's say you pay, there, there's, let's say on average, people paid 60 bucks because it was really easy to get the discount. Uh, you know, 7,000 people pay, pay, paying 60 bucks a day over three days. I calculated out, it's about a million six. And then I was even adding in that, you know, about a thousand of the people had premium packages and were paying a couple hundred bucks a day. So I, and then yeah. I said, all right, what if the parking was free? So what if they make another million dollars on concessions? I don't think they did because the food trucks are going to give them only a small percentage. So that's $2.6 million conservatively coming in to live from proceeds from the tournament. They had no sponsors. There were no sponsors there. There was no advertising there. $2.6 million was about the, the, the prize for second place. Yeah. How much money wow. are they losing? They're losing, you know, they have Fairly. to pay Pumpkin Ridge. They have to pay for the setup. They have to pay yeah. for, for, you know, the private planes. They have to pay yeah. the players. They have to pay the caddies. Um, I, my guess is that they, is that the amount of money they spent to put on that tournament is easily 20, 30 times what they made. I, the only guy, you know, the best salesman in the world is Greg Norman. He talked them into doing this. Isn't this amazing? Yeah, it really is amazing. Well, anyway, because if you had a, if you had an accountant, do they not? They don't have accountants over there, and you know, I, don't I mean, think, the Saudis I don't think, because I don't think they care. I don't think amazing. they care. I, I, you know, the 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 prevailing thought is that they're trying to do what Brandel Chambly calls sports washing. Who knows what their actual motivation is? You know? I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it well, they got make, Biden to come over. He's going to visit this week. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. But you know, I bet the if they asked him about the live tour, he wouldn't even know what he, he did. Live? What's that? Live. I'm just trying I'm, to stay alive. I'm trying to live another day. <laughs> I'm trying to live. <laughs> well, the speculation is Hideki's the next one to go. That they have. They yeah. have basically, you know, t in order to get a Japanese market, that they have, you know, uh, that Hideki would get a similar deal to DJ or Phil. There's speculation wow. about Henrik Stenson and Tommy Fleetwood. There was speculation this week about Jordan Spieth, but he shut it down very quickly. Um, wow. So we'll see. You know, four of those golfers uh, petitioned to play in the Scottish Open, and they got an injunction. Uh, oh, they Ian, did? Ian Poulter, Ian Poulter, Adrian uh, Ategui, Justin Harding, and Brandon Grace all played in the Scottish Open after they had been barred. Wow. By injunction, they put them out in the, in, I think like the, one of them was the first group in the morning. The other one was the last group at night. They, they, they put them up, they split them up and Poulter, I know, wow. Poulter, I know, uh, missed the cut badly. Uh, the other three made the cut, but you know, I think Brandon Grace was the closest. Uh, wow. And you know, there'll be yeah, a bunch of those guys in the open championship. Although again, the, the, uh, Royal and ancient disinvited Greg Norman to their, uh, yeah. Uh, to their to their banquet, and Phil decided he just didn't want to go. Well, and, and that's what I don't understand. If you're a guy like Phil, why won't you go? If this is what you truly believe in, believe in, why aren't you going? Are you too embarrassed? You know, I from again from what I've heard, Phil is kind of embarrassed. He he, you know, he didn't understand how this would affect his legacy when when he got into it. Well, 
what he should have done is played in all the tournaments that he could have played in, like the PGA. He had the right to play in those tournaments. He should he should have stuck to the tour, right? I mean, he should have played. He could have played in the PGA. He could have played in all these tournaments. What the U.S. Open, right? He could have played. What ha- he made the mistake and the decision not to play in those tournaments. Yeah. Why not show up? Well, it was his his yeah. Well, let's get in. Let's get into the tournament, Stacy. Uh, let's just very quickly. Um, we we didn't have a chance to go over the John Deere Classic, and you know the John Deere was played with most of the top players in the world, you know either already in the UK or you know on the Live Tour, and the top ranked player who was supposed to show up for that tournament, which is Daniel Berger, a former winner, had to bow out. In fact, he's not playing in the Open Championship because of back issues. So oh, he's having back issues, huh? Yeah, so he's he's actually out of the Open Championship. And that left uh, JT Poston. I think that was his third win on the PGA Tour. Uh, wow, yeah. yeah. He hadn't won in a while, right? Hadn't won in a while, but he picks up a three-shot victory over Christian Bazudenhoit and Emiliano Grio, uh, two, two of the guys uh, looking for spots on the President's Cup roster. Uh, in fourth place is Scott Stallings, who seems to be having a pretty good year, and uh, Chris Goderup, who's not a tour member. Chris Goderup? Is a Chris Goddard the real? Isn't he a kid that went to where did he go? Oklahoma, transfer from someplace, right? Yeah, he's a college player. He was yeah. fantastic. I, yeah, he was interviewed. I was driving back from Ben today, and I this morning I heard him being interviewed. Really, really a fantastic kid. Uh, tied six, Callum Terran from England and Denny McCarthy, uh, continuing his good run. Tied eighth, Maverick McNeely at Cam Davis. Tied tenth, Patrick Flavin, uh, another another amateur, and and Chesson Hadley. Uh, and Michael Glillick uh, from Canada. So, so uh, that was the John Deere. Uh, Greg Norman kind of trumpeted that that his tournament had more, you know, official girl golf walk, uh, ranking types than the John Deere. Uh, yeah, we didn't have to pay the players to show up, right? And the Irish Open uh, was on the DP Tour, and yeah. uh, it was a beautiful course. But uh, oh. for whatever reason, not a a lot of the top players didn't didn't come to didn't show up for the Irish Open. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm not sure. Maybe because they were getting ready for the. Uh, I think they have more stallions or studs at the uh, JP McMahon uh, tournament than right, they did where, at the. Uh, yeah, where Tiger played and Jordan Spieth walked off. Yeah, and Xander Schauffele won, right? Uh, did he win the Xander won? He won the JP McManus one. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a, what a week. Uh, Adrian Moronk, the the Polish that guy's a good golfer. Yeah, yeah very he, good. He won he won the Irish Open and uh, Ryan Fox, who's also been consistently Ryan good. Ryan Fox has been playing great this year. Finishes he really has second um, uh, amongst kind of Ryder Cup types. Thorbjorn Olsen was eighth. Shane Lowry tied ninth with Aaron Rye and Lucas Herbert. Robert McIntyre thirteenth. Uh, but you know, not not a not a great field for. A great course, uh, and you know, I kind of would have expected more of at least the European players to to play the Irish Open, but maybe maybe that's another function of of live. You know, Rich, I think we, you know, we we missed this guy, uh, the uh, John Caitlin. Right. That guy is a good. He's a good player. Yeah. I think we need maybe next podcast we could do. I'll do a little look up on him and talk about the history of him. 
because he plays very well on the European on the DP tour, but he's an American that plays overseas, but he doesn't get in any of the big tournaments. But he's even won over in Europe, European tour on the DP tour, but he doesn't get into any of the big tournaments. He's not ranked highly in the world, high enough in the world to, to get into those big tournaments. I think. Well, you know, I mean, he, is, may- he wouldn't be the first guy to to get you know to try to make it onto the PGA Tour from the DP World Tour. I mean, the most prominent one has been Brooks Kepka, who played on the DP Tour for yeah. a little bit. But uh, the guy who finished second at the Scottish Open, Kurt Kitayama, played on the on the DP Tour. In fact, won two of his first eleven tournaments before making it onto the PGA Tour through the through the uh, Corn Ferry Tour last year. And uh, this was his. He's had a couple of big finishes, one in Mexico and and a solo second at the Scottish Open. Uh, there's Kurt, also yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player. He's a Peter, really good player. Peter Uline, who uh, kind of kind of has failed on the PGA Tour and is on the Live Tour now. He's another one who went to Europe first. Uh, David Lipsky is another one. Julian Surrey. Yeah. So it's not something that's 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 never done. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just thought Caitlin's always up to the top. I mean, a lot of these tournaments we've covered in DP Tour, he's always up to the top. And man, he's a really good player. So maybe we'll do a little. Maybe I'll do a little research on him next week, and we can talk about him. But we'll have the open as well. So sounds 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 good. So. Um, boy, what a run Xander Shoffley's on, Stacey. Uh, he wins the Travelers, then, then takes some time off, uh, wins the J.P. McManus, and now wins the Scottish Open over a field that included nine of the top ten players in the world. The only, the only one of the top ten players in the world who didn't play was Rory. Amazing. And he's already over there. I'm surprised. I don't understand it. I think he's getting ready for the Open Championship. But uh, Xander Shoffley, to me, looked very comfortable on a Lynx course. Uh, yeah. And, you know, he finishes with a one-shot victory, although, eight, you know, he played 18 so conservatively, you know, just hit yeah. an iron down. It's like, I'm going to get a bo- – I don't care if I get a bogey. I'm just not going to – And missed I'm- a little putt. I mean, he almost made the putt. It lipped out, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hole. it was – Good way to play it. He's learned, he's learned from some of these other guys, you know, ruining their chances at major championships by taking out a driver on the 18th hole. Yeah, he was fantastic today. He really was. Peter Green, he was really good. Not, and not so much on the front side, but the back side, he was a lot better. Uh, Kurt Kitayama finishes tied. Uh, finishes solo second. Uh, Jiyoung Kim from Korea uh, finishes finishes third. Uh, DP. That kid's a strong. He's a good looking golfer. He played really Kim. good, really well. But Kurt Kitayama, that was important, Rich. That was a very important uh, for him to finish in second. He wasn't in the open. Got By got finishing in second, open. he got into the yeah. open. Yeah. Tommy Fleetwood and Patrick Cantley both finished with sixty sevens to finish tied six. Uh, tied fourth at four under par. Brandon Wu. He got into the open too, didn't he? With Jamie Ooh, Donaldson, in, yeah. uh, Cameron Trindaga- and Cameron Tringali, who shot a 61 on Thursday, but then kind of faded on the weekend. Uh, Ty Matthew Fitzpatrick for sixth, and tied tenth are Cameron Smith, Dean Burmester, Thomas Dietrich, Rasmus Hoygaard, Alex Smalley, Jordan Spieth, who kind of faded at the end. All finish at minus two as their uh, as their last tournament going into the Open Championship. I mean, what a good tournament! I really like that. Uh, you know, we there's some notables. Uh, Ricky Fowler. How did he? He was not good today, huh? He played well until today. I mean, he was. I think he was maybe tied tenth or tied twelfth coming into Sunday, and unfortunately, Ricky shoots a seventy-five and finishes tied forty-seventh. Is he already in the? Is he in the open now, no. Ricky? No, he needed to, he to get into that top ten and and the top three. Oh, so he didn't in, even make the open. He wow. will not be in the open championship. 
wow. But there were a lot of guys who didn't even didn't even make the cut. Uh, I just see something on ESPN. Tony Romo won the celebrity tournament again. Oh, he did. Yeah. Who would be Charles Barkley? <laughs> Charles Barkley. Or what's uh, the what's the actor from uh, uh what's the actor oh, Jack from LA? Wagner. Jack Wagner. Jack Wagner. Yeah. Uh, Mark Mulder's always up there. Derek Lowe yeah. is up there. Anyway, uh, Scotty Scheffler didn't make the cut. Billy Horschel, Robert McIntyre, Will Zalatoris, Colin Morikawa, Mark Leishman, uh, the other Hoygaard, uh, Henrik Stenson, uh, let's see, Mito Pereira, Sanjay M. I don't think I don't think Rasmus Hogar got into the. He needed to get in the top ten. If he would have made in the top three, he would have a top six. He made a bogey on the last hole and missed out on it. Yeah. Rasmus Hogar, he didn't make it in. Victor 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 Perez, uh, Keegan Bradley, Adrian Moronk. So a lot of a lot of guys who have been in form and playing well didn't make the cut. It was a tough course. I mean, Adrian Moronk won last week. I don't know why he went to play the Scottish Open. He should have taken a week off and went and enjoyed it and drank, drank some Polish beer at, uh, and gone to the practice on the course, right? It would, you seem, know? It, it would seem to be the, the right thing to do. But, you know, hey, a little practice with, with Lynx golf never hurts anyone. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about the other tours, Stacy, and then we'll we'll do our current standings, and then we'll do our British Open preview and predictions. Uh, let's see. Well, the only tournament that was going on this week outside of it was uh, the uh, Champions the, Tour. And the Barbasol. The, oh, the Barbasol. Yeah, the Barbasol. You want to talk about the Barbasol first? I can talk about the Barbasol because I watched the Barbasol. And I'll talk about the Champions. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is one of those weeks. I, again, I thought this was really cool of the, uh, of, the, uh, um, of the PGA Tour to do this is that not everybody was going to be eligible to play in Scotland and not everybody, you know, if you're not going to the open championship and you really don't have any, you know, hope of going to the open championship from either the DP tour or the, or the PGA tour, uh, they had an opposite field event, which was the Barbasol championship, uh, held in Kentucky at the keen trace golf club in Kentucky. And it was won by Trey Mullinax, a 30 year old, from University of Alabama, probably was there at the same time Justin Thomas was. And yeah. Trey Mullinex gets his first win on the PGA Tour, gets 300 FedEx Cup points, but more importantly for him, gets his exemption. He hits and he a, gets into the Open Championship. And he gets into the Open Championship, and he hits a, a clutch putt. He really dueled down the stretch with Kevin Streelman, the veteran, who's won several times on the PGA Tour. And Kevin Streelman, I think, bogeyed 16 but then came uh, with a three-putt and then came back and birdied 17. Uh, and they both hit dart approach shots at 18. Trey Mullinex hit about a 15-foot putt, and Kevin Strillman missed a 12-foot putt that would have uh, put him into a playoff. So a great win for Trey Mullinex. Uh, Mark Hubbard is third. But, you know, the cool thing about this tournament is there's a bunch of, you know, uh, DP World Tour players who normally wouldn't be playing in the U.S. who came over at, because they weren't going to be in the Scottish Open. So, for instance, the young German Hurley Long finished – fourth at 21 under par. Uh, Mark Hubbard uh, was was third. Um, let's see. Uh, another Dane who I, I've not seen before, Marcus Helgekill, finishes tied eighth with uh, uh, Ricardo Gouveia. Uh, Madi Schmidt, a German, finishes tied eighth. Uh, Espen Kofstad, a Norwegian, tied 13th. Uh, so there were a bunch of uh, international players who played in this event who normally wouldn't be in the U.S. I thought that was pretty cool. That's actually very cool, right? I mean, it's good for these. I like these 
you know, I always say these turn some of these tournaments are kind of boring, but I like these these tournaments because give a lot of guys that aren't in the top fifty or hundred in the world a chance to kind of play well and win, right? So it's kind of a cool thing. Absolutely. So a good win for Trey Mullinax and even the way he did it, sinking a fifteen foot putt on eighteen, dueling with a you know, a, a hardened veteran in Kevin Streelman. Who's who's a, a tough steady little player? Kevin, Kevin Strillman. Kevin Strillian is is the Midwestern Kevin Kisner. Uh, he's yeah, tough, pretty much, right? Guy. So good win for Trey Mullinax, and and congratulations to him. Yep, absolutely great win. I mean, it's good. He's good. He gets to go to the Open, probably first time going to uh, St Andrews. Absolutely. I hope he can get a reservation for a hotel or something. <laughs> Hopefully, they block off some of the old course hotels for him or whatever down there. So. Well, moving over, so we're moving over to the senior champions, uh, senior uh, PGA Tour champions uh, tournament. It was, a, it was a major this year. It was, uh, wow, Firestone Country Club. I mean, the home of uh, Tiger Woods, right? Not Jack Nicholas, but Tiger Woods, I call it. So uh, it was great. Jerry Kelly ended up winning. He shot two under today to finish out 11 under. He beat Steve Stricker, uh, who's Steve Stricker was 9 under, beaten by two strokes. But I tell you what, Steve Stricker, man, after coming back from uh, being ill, man, he is playing well. He's won a major and finished second in a major, a senior major. That's a Wisconsin it, That's a Wisconsin daily double. Both of those guys are, are yeah. very proud of their Wisconsin heritage. Yeah, they shot the same thing, same score, 2 under today. Amazing. Ernie Elks tied for third at 8 under. He shot three, 2 under. Stephen Alker shoots uh, one under today, finished in eight minus eight for the tournament. And then our favorite Stephen Ames, the Canadian Stephen Ames, finishes uh, at eight at uh, six under, tied for fifth. Uh, any notables? It's, it's uh, Woody off. Stephen Ames is from Bermuda, but he always plays for Canada, which is which. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, notables. Uh, you know, Bernard Longer. Maybe, maybe his. If he leaves in it. He, he finished tied 25th at, at one over par, but his results lately have not been up to Bernard Longer's stay. I mean, at some point he was going to fade. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the guy's almost 70, isn't he? Um, well, no, I think he's I think he's mid 60s. But did you yeah. see Tom Watson got married yesterday? Tom Watson married CBS executive. I a saw CBS that story. Executive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good. I mean, he's a good man, Tom Watson. Good man. Yep, Alex Jacob in his tie for fifth at six under. Uh, Woody Austin tied for fifth at six under. And David Thompson is uh, tied for ninth at five under. And Rod Pamplin and Marco Dawson. Marco Dawson, four under, hit, tied for tenth. Oh, ten, solo tenth finish. And then Rod Pamplin, uh, minus three at uh, tied for 11. And that was a, it for the tournament. That's it for those tournaments. So well, that me, was it me, for the. Uh, let me ask you, Stacey. Going back to going back to our, our normal mission, our Ryder Cup. So Zach Johnson came out last week and said, uh, "You going to live tour?" Said that he would not consider any of the live tour players for captain's picks. Oh. He, he he basically came out and towed the line. Henrik Stenson has said nothing, and there are a lot of rumors that Henrik Stenson and is going to leave and go to the live tour. So but, just so if he leaves and go to live tour, is he going to be the he, captain? He would give up his captainship as part of it. And so he do that? who, who would you make captain if all of a sudden, you know, one year ahead of time and Hey, you and I need to get together and we need to get our, oh, yeah. our yeah. stuff together. When I get back. Yeah. yeah. When you get back, we need well, to do that. This but, is what I would do. I would make Miguel and hell Jimenez because he deserves that. All those jahoos. I think he's probably the best. I would either. I wouldn't do go that. back to any retread. I would do that. Or 
I would make Eduardo and Francesco Molinari co-captains because it's in Italy. Yeah. Just say, you know, this yeah. is going to be an Italian, Italian celebration. We'll make Constantino Rocca a co-captain, you know, a, a, an assistant captain. But but both Eduardo and Francesco, yeah. you know, as, as as brothers, they can they can, you know, be the co Yeah, I like that idea. Co-captain. I, I think that's great. I mean, Francesco Molinari is probably going to write the live to right after Probably, although he is, I've yeah. not seen his name with the live tour. Now, another thing we're going to do, I'm going to get to the rankings here in a second, then we'll do our British Open uh, uh, predictions. But Smiley Kaufman had a had a tweet earlier this week where he said where he asked if they reshot the classic movie Caddyshack, and I and I I would imagine that everybody listening to this podcast, other than you, Stacey Ham, has seen the movie Caddyshack. That's true. That that that. Who who he would recast, you know, like you know, uh, Rodney. Who would play the Rodney Dangerfield role? Who would play the you know Chevy Chase role? Who would play the Miles O'Keefe role? Uh, and I said we should do that, Stacy. And you said, well, I haven't seen Caddyshack yet, so you're going to have to see Caddyshack in the next couple I'll weeks. See, I'll have to see it in the next couple weeks. Yeah, we're not going to do it for the British Open. We're not going to do it for the British Open, but but we're going to. It'll do have that. to be in August, probably. Yeah, in August. we'll do it. In the dog days of August, but but I cannot believe we're not. You're not that much younger than me, uh, that I you know. haven't seen Caddyshack. I know. All right, maybe I saw that. I just don't. It's not memorable. Oh my God! It's it. You can't. It, it, it's memorable. All right. So the standings right now, Presidents Cup standings uh, for the U.S. Uh, it's again, it's interesting because some of these, some of the guys who have gone to the Live Tour are no longer listed, and some are. So uh, Scotty Scheffler. Sam Burns, uh, Xander Shoffley up to third, Patrick Cantlay fourth, JT fifth, Jordan Spieth sixth, Colin Morikawa seventh, Max Homa eighth, Will Zalatoris ninth, Billy Horschel tenth, Tony Finau eleventh, and Tom Hoagie hanging in there in twelfth. DJ is not on the list anymore. Neither is uh, Kepka, but Bryson DeChambeau and Taylor Gooch are still on the list. Uh, Kevin Na's off the list. So I think it depends. All the guys who've resigned their privileges on the PGA Tour are off the list. The ones who have kept their privileges, you know, I guess waiting for a legal challenge, are still on the list. Interesting. And uh, after wow. Hoagie is Taylor Gooch, Jason Kokrak, Kevin Kisner, JT Poston off of his win, Cameron Tringale, Keegan Bradley, Daniel Berger. On the international side, you have you have Cameron Smith. Uh, Hideki's number two, but but the rumors are flying. Sunjay M., Joaquin Neiman, Abraham Answer still on the list. He must not have given up his privileges. Uh, followed by Corey Connors, Mito Pereira, Adam Scott, K.H. Lee, Carlos Munoz, uh, Mackenzie Hughes, and Eric Von Royen. But other guys like Carlos Ortiz, he's off the list. So it's it's very interesting. Uh, very interesting. Who's, yeah. on, who's on and who's off? Thirteenth right I now. I mean, this is, is really causing a cluster. This is really causing a, a kink in this whole uh, these. This upcoming uh, well, it's going to affect Cup, the right? internationals more than it's going to affect the U.S. I mean, if they yeah. lose, they're they've already lost Abraham Answer. I mean, he's the he's the top three player, wasn't it? He was the, he's number he's five. Top. And if they yeah. lose Hideki, they lose their second and fifth best player. And then you're bringing in guys like Adam Hadwin and Ryan Fox. They're good golfers, but you know they're not Tony Finau and Will Zalatoris. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. We can give up DJ and those guys. We don't care. I mean, yeah, they don't care. Burger's probably anyway. not going to be on it. Yeah, Steel um, and Burger are not going to be on it probably because he's back. So, yeah. so uh, for the European Ryder Cup team, 
Paul Casey was the latest guy, latest Ryder Cupper to jump ship. Uh, not surprising considering his back is bad and he can barely play right now. Uh, yeah. But John Rahm, Tommy Fleetwood, Terrell Hatton, and Bern Wiesberger, a live player, are the top four on European points. And then on world points, you'd have Rory. Rory made some interesting kind of cryptic comments that were somewhat pro-live. And then, and then he was oh, asked about they? And he was asked about it. He said, no, I'm absolutely anti-live. Uh, okay. Uh, followed by Victor. What Hoff. did he, what did he like by the, or the pro he said, he said that, that it's not a bad thing that, that someone is challenging the way things are done. And he said the two tours should talk, but then he came back and said, no, I would never join the tour and, and it's wrong. And, and, and I'm happy where I am. Unless they give me $500 million, then I'm out of here. I don't think so. Rory's, Rory's on the record that money does not motivate him. That's what he says. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that about that. After McElroy and Victor Hovland, there's Paul Casey, who's already left, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Lee Westwood, who's left, Shane Lowry, Sergio Garcia, who's left, and then and then Victor Perez. Uh, so right now, if the live guys, you know, even if we even if we well, just Beesberger, Casey, Westwood, and Garcia would be off, and that would bring Robert McIntyre, Guido Migliozzi, Justin Rose, and Alex Noren as the top twelve who are not in live. Wow. Wow. Man. And the U.S. Ryder Cup standings really don't matter because they're, they're, they weigh the majors so heavily, and most of the yeah. Ryder Cup weight is on the season of the Ryder Cup. So you still have— And we've lost—yeah, we've yeah. lost a couple people anyway, Justin and Kepka. Well, they're those still, guys were gonna... It's interesting. They're still on the list. So, so the Ryder Cup has not taken them off the list. So DJ is actually listed as sixth right now. Yeah. Uh, he's the only player in Ryder Cup position— Currently for the U.S., who's a live player, uh, Kevin Na and Taylor. So let me let me ask you this: If he still stays at this number, which he won't because he won't be playing at any tournament, if he were to stay at the number, would Zach Johnson take him, or he would dismiss him from the team? I don't I don't know. I don't think it's possible unless DJ were to win probably more than one major next year. Yeah. Uh, and and let's face it, DJ is not in form. He does not look right. Yeah. I watched him play some, you know, last week, and he was—he didn't look good. I mean, he was in contention. And the majors might can the majors change their mind too next going to next year too, right? Like and the majors can change their mind. Mas the Masters, there's a good likelihood that the Masters won't won't admit the live players. The PGA will definitely not admit the live players. So, and even if you're a winner, even you if you're a winner, not, no, you can dismiss them, huh? I, I think they're going to dismiss them, and that leaves wow. U.S. Open, which said they're going to weigh their options. And the oh. and the and the Open Championship, where the fact that they're not letting Greg Norman come to the annual dinner, I think tells you where they stand. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, all right. Well, it's prediction time. Stacy, St Andrews is the most storied course in golf. Now you've played St Andrews. I tell, have. Tell, I love it. I tell, love tell, it. It's tell a dog people, walking. It's a. Yeah, what tell, was that? Tell, tell, yeah. Tell 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 the listeners what it's like compared to a normal golf course. What's different? I mean. I, I'm never nervous, but I was nervous on the first tee at that place because there's so many people around watching, and it's just history. The first hole is a short little par three, and you don't have to hit. I didn't have to hit driver. I probably hit a long iron out there, and then you drive it down, and there's a little ravine uh, in front of the green, so you hit your next shot 120 yards onto the ravine, and then it opens up. And I love it because a lot of the holes, uh, some of the holes, it, it like 50, 
13 and 15 share greens, so they add up to like 18. They have a lot of cool things going on with the course. There are a lot of share greens, and it's just an amazing course. It's windy. It's like it's fun. It's big. It's long. It's just an amazing place. And coming up 18, and I happened to put in the road hole bunker, the bunker in the road hole, which was amazing. Got up and down, and then oh, 18 wow. amazing. It's just an amazing place. It really is. You Did talk you- about history. You feel that you feel it when you're on those grounds. Did you hit it over over the hotel? Did you make it? Uh, I did. I made it over. I hit it left. I hit it right over the hotel, the end of the hotel. No, I didn't go over the H, the hotel part, which is all the pros would be going over. I went to a little to the left of that, and it was perfect. Right you, down in the rough on the left hand side. You didn't. You didn't. You weren't like Phil and landed in somebody's uh, in somebody's balcony. Really? No, I was afraid I wasn't going to make it over. I was afraid. I was scared shitless because that thing is right there in your face. Yeah. So it's it's a great it's so much history there and it's just a beautiful ground it's just a beautiful place it really those is. are the best the best two closing holes in all of golf right I mean I guess the TPC is 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 would be you know up there as well but yeah. the I road mean, 16, hole which is one of the hardest which is one of the hardest yep. holes in golf and then eighteen which is you know with a, a treacherous short par four where you can drive it the guys yep. drive it pretty much you know, to that, they'll swale in the bottom of the green and then just have a little pitch, but the pitch is treacherous. And if you don't hit it right, it's coming right back at your feet. Yeah. On Sunday where they put that pin on the left-hand side of that green, oh my God, it's tough. But 17, 16 is a very difficult hole too, because there's a bunker called the principal's nose is right right there and it just sucks all the balls in there. So yeah, it's a great course. It really is one of my favorite places. The last, the last time they held it there, it was won by Zach Johnson in a playoff over right. Mark Leishman. Was it, was there someone else in that playoff? I know Mark Leishman was in the playoff, and I think there was someone else in the playoff as well. But but Zach Johnson, a surprise winner uh, for his That's second for his, for his second major. The last time it was yeah. held at at St Andrews. The time before that, it was Louis Oosthuizen. Uh, another right. live tour member whose name is, well, that's another one. His name is no longer on, yeah, he's another one who would have been on the live team, but, uh, on the international team, whose name has been stricken. Uh, and, uh, uh, the two times it was played there before that are, were Tiger. So we'll see how Tiger does. All right. But yeah, let's get 150th, to 150th anniversary, 150th anniversary. All right. Let's get to our picks. Where do you want to start? I'll let you start. You can start international European or U.S.? Okay, I'm going to start with the international thing. And my winner for the, the my pick for this one, I'm going to pick the guy who is going to move over to the live tour. I'm going to pick Hideki. You know, he hasn't been playing well, but if these rumors are true. He might be, this might be his last hurrah. So I'm going to pick Hideki Matsuyama. Okay. So uh, I think the live tour needs someone with experience. And although he's not playing particularly well right now, he has a, a, a pedigree there. Uh, so I'm going to pick uh, Adam Scott. Okay, yeah, that's, Adam that's, Scott. Just I, I think I think older players tend to fare well. Experienced players tend to fare well at St Andrews. So I'm going to pick Adam Scott. Yep, I like that. Okay. So for uh, the U.S., this guy has been. He's played well the last couple of years. FedEx Cup winner last year. I mean, he's just a fantastic player. He's been hot of the last few weeks in these tournaments. He made a run at the at the, uh, the what, Travelers. Made a run to Travelers. Made a run today. Patrick Cantlay. I'm going to go with him. It's about time for him to win a big tournament. He's playing well, so he's coming in off of good finishes. So I'm going to pick Cantlay for, you, you for know, the U.S. 
I'm going to pick, and and this is not someone who I've been, you know, kind of kind of thinking was going to have good results lately, but I really liked the way Jordan Spieth played. And Jordan Spieth, we know he plays well uh, on on Lynx courses. We know that the Texans play really well in the wind. And yeah. I, th- I think I'm going to pick Jordan Spieth. Uh, he played very well. He was he was tied for second at in, at St Andrews. Uh, when Zach Johnson won, and uh, I, th- I think I, I think Jordan Spieth has been for the most part in form. He won, he won the RBC, right? And yeah. and, and he's pl- been playing well. He played well weeks. this week, uh, and seemed to lose interest at the end. He seems to lose interest in some of these tournaments when he's not going to win. He won't lose yeah. interest in in the Open Championship. So I'm going to pick Jordan Spieth. That's a great pick. That's a great. Pick. So for the Europeans, you know, this is a hard one. For me, I, the guy that I'm going to pick is the top five player in the world, but he hasn't been playing well lately. I don't know what's going on with John Rahm, but he's going to be my pick. And I think this, this is Taylor May for me. He drives the ball well. He's a decent, he's a great iron player. He's a decent um, putter. So I think John Rahm has a chance. He has to play well. This guy's too good not to be winning and not to be consistently in the top 10 in the tournament because he has not been playing well lately. I mean, oh, he didn't play well this week. He, I don't know what's going on with his game. So that's my pick for the European John Rahm. Well, since you, since you picked the number two player in the world, I think I'll pick the number three player in the world. This means so much to Rory McIlroy. And maybe yeah. I don't think he's absolutely positively going to win, but I just appreciate Rory so much. Um, he is really the face of the game right now. Uh, and... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with with Rory McIlroy. Maybe it's more with my heart than my head, but uh, well, you know what? I think it's a good choice because he's trending well. He's playing very well. The last couple of terms, he's been up there on, in the leaderboard. Last few day, ra- days, Saturday, Sunday. So I think it's a great. It's a better pick than John Rahm. John Rahm has not been playing well. So good pick, Rich. Really nice pick. Well, it's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, and hopefully, yeah, if you get back from Vegas, maybe maybe Sunday morning after after I play tennis, we'll meet and have uh, okay. a mimosa or I, something yeah. and, and watch and watch the, the Open and then and then do our podcast. Yeah. yeah, I'll try not to play any golf that I'd like to. Well, maybe we'll do the podcast and I'll go play in the afternoon. With so, sounds like that. Maybe I'll go play with you. Yeah. I haven't played this year. Yeah, yet, yeah. So. That's true. You can play with me. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll figure it out. Everybody cool. have, a, have a great week. And, and Stacey, have a good time in Vegas. And yep. we will, we'll talk to everybody next week. Yeah. Have a great week, everyone.